So yeah, you, you can't trust silent sneezers. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's taking a little bit of offline conversation online, but um, yeah. So for the real intro, we can leave that in. I have kind of a, a weird um, or a bold or maybe an unpopular food take, and this is this is a complete non sequitur if I'm using that term correctly, which I'm probably not. <laughs> um, I don't like macarons. What are your thoughts? So the the lady friend feels the same way that you do. Okay. I am not entirely sure I've ever had one. It seems like at some point I must have, but I, I can't remember any yeah, you're, you're specific. Fancy. Well, thank you. I mean, you have to have because like, well, that's the thing. You, you, if you if you live in the Bay Area or someplace like that, you kind of I feel like you're going to get peer pressured into trying that at some point. Or do you just would have gone to a fancy dinner where it's some French fusion thing where that's going to be on the menu, <laughs> right? Is French um, fusion a thing? <laughs> what, I, it, it must be. Yeah. Because because there's New Californian, which is what I was going to say. It's, yeah, I don't know. So what what prompted this? Well, there were a couple of things. So one, somebody was posting on on the Trader Joe's subreddit, which apparently uh, Reddit's <laughs> having a moment. So I'm going to stick with that as being my preferred subreddit and not uh, Wall Street Bets. We're not, we're not going to do that. But um, yeah, somebody was posting that they had some... Um, some knockoff uh tim tams and also there were some holiday themed uh, macarons and i just remembered that i always hate them and most people think seem to think that they're very good and i was wondering if that was in a share a shared opinion i guess my most direct connection to um macaroons i, I don't say it as well as you do sorry um well but there's no there's not two o's in it well i certainly don't know how to spell macarons let alone pronounce them very well but anyway <laughs> okay um, whenever they're made on one of the the cooking shows or baking shows i guess i, I should say um they they're always considered to be yeah fancy and you get you you get sort of um brownie points or macaroon points as it, <laughs> as, as it were for for making those i think that's a funny turn of phrase just because uh, brownies are far less fancy but are almost a million times more satisfying especially mm-hmm. if you get an edge brownie and mm, i'm more of a middle brownie kind of guy sorry <laughs> do you remember in the bush administration when they, there was some like fema uh press conference and there was some guy named i don't know but then george w bush said you're doing a heck of a job there brownie <laughs> i don't remember that no <laughs> Sorry, weird. Uh, we, yeah, move, moving on. Um, <laughs> want to start the show? Sure. <laughs> do, do, do you want to insult people who sneeze quietly again? Yeah, let's do that again. That's that's one of those finance finance things where, um, yeah, don't don't trust people who sneeze who can hide their sneezes. <laughs> is the, the same thing as I, as I I think when like when I turned twenty five, um, just just a couple days ago, um. Like I, I, I kind of got the um, the middle aged person sneeze. You know, like where you have a big deep sneeze. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've, I found that to be a curious thing. But um, yeah, what were we talking about? So, do, have you found that your sneeze has recently? Oh changed? no 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 no. So okay, that that's what I was going to talk about. Um, <laughs> so we'll get back to macaroni. What, what direction is this going? I don't know. It's 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 an old person thing. 
because again we, we've established the the carlos constant which is that when you turn 28 your body just disintegrates <laughs> I we we've talked about this on the show and I I continue to tell everybody I know about it and that now like that I know what you're like 31 they're like oh yeah it was 3 years ago where I would just wake up and my back would just hurt or yeah. I just wouldn't feel good or I I go for a run and my knee just feels weird for 10 to 14 days yeah that's that's the thing about the the carlos constant and the the way that you feel as a result of that is it's the it's the days that you just inexplicably don't feel well. Like exactly. You're not, you're not sick. You know, you got enough sleep the night before, but you, you just... Wait, please tell me how to do that. Well, <laughs> I think that's a different thing for you. Or I, I think I know a lady for that. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I just don't... I don't feel great today. No no reason. Correct. And that's and that's the thing where, again, that that is my... It, it's just one of those things where it's like the FedEx arrow. I tell people the age of when you, because if I'm talking to a, a young person or a Gen Z or like a, uh, somebody who knows what TikTok is, I will tell them what they have to look forward to. And if they're either right at that age or just passing it, yeah, it is definitely a realizing the Amazon logo is a smile face or something. And there's like, ah, oh, fuck. We should do an entire episode where you just explain to me what TikTok is. I'm, I don't I think do, I know. I... We're going to take this offline, but I, I do, all of the people who think TikTok is a security th- threat or vaguely problematic for that type of reason, I am actually fairly aligned with those people. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Facebook is, 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 is American evil for a lot of other reasons, but TikTok, I, I, yeah, I don't feel super good about. And I, and I have uh, never created an account and never installed it. So yeah, if you were following somebody with my same username on that, you were getting, um, uh, a, a uh false dog memes and stuff well i'd assume that after a couple of days of following that account and not seeing any corgis they you know the the red alarm should be going off yeah unfortunately i have a common enough (laughs) i don't have a lot of followers but i have a common enough username where i get um like five password reset emails a week yeah like across like various social media channels and it's kind of annoying because i because in the grand scheme of things in terms of uh people who are online and in not not the u.s probably in like latin america like the username i have is very generic where people are probably wondering like why they can't get into their account they keep sending me things of i was getting anxious whenever i see a thing that says let's help you get back in your account like no no please don't i'm it's it's totally fine uh back in the times when we used to be able to travel wasn't it also the case that you couldn't redeem (laughs) your your chase points because of your ultra common name yeah they, they took me off whatever like terrorism no fly <laughs> list thing or like uh so yeah so now that uh, i could do things with chase ultimate rewards points other than re paying myself back for going to home depot or popeye's chicken um <laughs> that is the only thing i've used ultimate <laughs> rewards points for uh, um yeah yeah man that's that that sentence was a lot <laughs> that is basically what i do is i i i i, I have a loop where i either I will occasionally go to Popeye's Chicken or Shake Shack, or I will go to the four stores I go to now, which is uh, Trader Joe's, Target, Whole Foods, and something else. I like. I don't go anywhere else. No. Yeah, I, I'm still kind of um, uh, what do you call it? Like religiously op- opposed to Instacart. And also, I just I even the even though I know there's like like I feel I think I'm a fairly 
proactive and precautious COVID person. I don't, um, I don't spend enough time in a grocery store to be nervous about that. And also I don't want like grocery stores are kind of the only, it, you, you get a lot of like serendipitous and happy food discoveries there. Uh, buying groceries on an app or on a website just doesn't feel right. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we've had that conversation before and I, I was feeling pretty good about shopping by and large, like through the summer and fall. But I'd say for the last couple of months now, I've basically only been doing curbside pickup. And anything that I can't do curbside pickup with, I'm I'm just not shopping at right now. Yeah, that means that means uh, Trader Joe's is out. That's that's a bummer. Trader yeah, Trader Joe's has been out pretty much this entire time. Uh, we went one time, like in October or something, I think, and that that was the one and only time since the the shutdown. Yeah, just go super late. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Well, I mean, and, and, well, and that's my other pro tip or kind of co- like, again, like just don't use common sense. Don't go when it's busy. Like just, just like my, my target in uh, Trader Joe's time is always like from like eight to nine 30, like uh, target closes at 10 and Trader Joe's closes at nine. Just go when nobody's there and yeah, just no, stay the hell away from everybody else. Yeah, no, I mean, even in the spring and summer when I when I was shopping more often, there there was definitely a whole strategy to it, which inc- very much included, you know, going at off times and when you were inside the store, sort of constantly moving, you know, not mm-hmm. lingering in any one place for, well, for too long, that did, kind of thing. Did I talk about the Berkeley Bowl experience? I don't think you have. Well, no, like there's this thing where I had to, I was in the East Bay for something. I, I forget what it was, like, but there's something that like where that was the only store and I had to go there. Like, and also this is one other related COVID thing. I used to really kind of enjoy going to Ikea. I needed a few things over at Ikea and I went through Ikea's horrible website to get that delivered because Ikea is like, it is off limits. I, I, I'm sure as hell not going there because that seems like that would be just the worst place to go right now. Oh, we did. Um, we did a curbside pickup there over the summer. It was great. Well, no, but I'm not buying. Uh, sorry, I should guess. I should clarify. It was. It was. It was for candles and a couple of uh, household items. It's not for uh, like furniture or something. It was for furniture. Then I mean, sure. Got it. But yeah, they, they, you. I guess the the candles are kind of flat packed. Other, other pro tip. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, IKEA is the best place to buy candles. That's I don't know. That's that's, a, that's an old person thing. That's 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 my um, Christina on the coast style tip i still haven't seen that show uh target is a bad place to buy candles because I, since i didn't want to go to ikea i did buy some tea light candles from target and they were the worst they were more expensive and they were super shitty <laughs> i didn't know you were such a candle connoisseur i am somebody who i very very much like just quietly listening to music reading a book and having a candle on especially on a rainy night the um the lady friend found these little um tea candles that are electronic no they no i'm sorry when you when you can when you can come back to our house in 2028 or whenever that'll be we'll we'll show them to you they they look nice okay well so let me ask because this is have you ever been to (laughs) where you talk about stuff that doesn't exist anymore or that can't go to i always whenever i'd go out to a restaurant I would always get not, and you'd, I don't you'd mean bring mad. your own candle. That's kind of weird. No, no, but I was always get not, and mad, I can't. Mad's the wrong word, but I would always just hate when the candle on the table wasn't real. Hmm. 
were you not aware that they sometimes use fake candles or you just don't care oh i'm aware they sometimes use fake candles if it's a nice fake looking candle i don't really care if it's a cheesy looking one what, sure maybe I'll i guess send me mind. send me a link to one that's nice well, I'll have, I'll have the, the the lady friend send that to you. Like if if it's if Philips Hue makes like if if they made like an eighty dollar like smart candle, I'd I'd probably be into that. <laughs> they actually that would be kind of an instant buy. I lied. Let me let me cancel my iMac Pro M2 pre order. <laughs> I'll get a candle instead. They're not uh, Philips Hue, and they're not in any way Wi Fi connected. But they do have a timer, so they they come on at the same time every day, and mm. they turn off. At the same time, are they time. daylight savings aware? I know. <laughs> well, so then they're going to come on the wrong time in the summer. Yeah, so, so twice a year, you've got to tweak them a little bit. Again, another thing that I, I, I was so mad when I forget which which car it was that I had that it was not daylight savings time aware, and I was like, you might as well drive this into the bay. I'm having <laughs> to change the time on this uh, five thousand ton pile of junk. Um, wait, no, five thousand. Anyway going back to the main topic so yeah some macarons are, are, are gross um also so is root beer that is those are my controversial uh food takes because I, I have nothing else to open the show with i liked root beer as a kid i don't i can't even think of the last time i had it but i don't think i'd like it as an adult root beer feels like one of those things where like if if it was healthier it might be worth the bad taste but it's just as sugary and terrible as everything else for you is is root is root beer marketed as a healthy thing no but it's just like whenever i think something or whenever something tastes bad i always assume like okay well if it's healthier for you then maybe but that's that's my why again my religious opposition to sweet potatoes which is they're disgusting and they're all basically as equally unhealthy as regular potatoes so just why how dare you it's okay. Again, it's it's okay to be to be wrong, or to, or to have a wrong opinion because uh, we're not allowed to judge anymore because we this country turned over a new leaf, <laughs> uh, or did they on the Senate vote? Okay, uh, we have uh, anything else in the opening? No. Uh, we've been hearing a lot, hearing a lot more of, and seen a lot more of Tony, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Tony. <laughs> first name basis yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so there was a a double uh a double helping on the daily so um other friend of the show Don, donald g mcneil uh jr uh did an interview over the phone with very very poor audio quality uh with that uh, i can i sorry can i sure can i do my thing real fast will you have a thing I have a little bit of a thing. Oh, this is, is this your Tony Chow 538 thing where you're mad that Perry doesn't have a good mic? It is. Like, so, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll grant that you and I are maybe a little more tech savvy than most. But mm-hmm. I would say that we certainly do not have the resources of an ABC News or a New York Times. So why does our little rinky-dink podcast sound... 20 times better than an interview between the day, like one of the daily's best guests from the last year and one of the top medical professionals in the U S like, how can we not get these two guys better microphones and coordinate that? Come on. I'm going to probably blame this on, on McNeil 
because Fauci does a lot of interviews and he had, and he's obviously like probably working from home and stuff. Like he did an interview with, again, a, another podcast that I keep telling people that is, is great. And I, I feel like it's probably criminally under listened to, but the, the journal podcast, they've interviewed Fauci a few times and his audio quality is amazing. And he's obviously not going into the studio with them. So I don't know why that interview was like, basically it just sounded like somebody was on speakerphone, but I mean, I mean, it is what it is, but it is weird that, um, yeah, some super high end productions, sometimes the audio is a bit of a dud. Well, and it's just, it's one of those things where it's, it's really just not hard. Like, I mean, I, I know I made, you know, the quip that we are a little more tech savvy than most, but even putting that aside, having a really nice sounding podcast, it, it just doesn't take a lot, you know? Well, how how are you going to teach uh, an epidemiologist, an infectious disease expert, how to do the clap like that? That's basically that requires a four year degree. Um, that's only the only, they only teach you in the postdoc. I guess mm-hmm. postdoc of the show doc. Anyway, rant over. Um, where was I going with that? Yeah. So anyway, so there was the he he um in the first um uh one of the first press briefings of the Biden administration in an update on the um the coronavirus they basically just let him kind of explain the situation and there were lots of questions where he he did remark upon that it was nice to work in a situation where it's okay to say you don't know or that you'll get better information versus just trying to say your closest approximation of the truth and then have some some schmuck or the former president of the United States just say yeah but it's but it's not really that bad but yeah, if people haven't listened to it, I've, uh, what's today's date? Today's the 27th. So both episodes from the 26th and the 27th of the Daily were both uh, pretty good lessons. They were both really good lessons. The, so I, Donald G. McNeil Jr., like I said <laughs> earlier, has been my favorite guest on the Daily for the last year. I, he's He's really, really good. And I feel like probably 90%, maybe even more of my view of the pandemic it basically is just saying what he says because I just I really I really trust the way that he sort of summarizes information and presents it. But the one thing with him being on the daily is I never know what I'm going to get. I don't know if I'm going to get optimistic, you know, happy Donald G. McNeil Jr., or if I'm going to get the pessimistic version. So it's 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 stressful when he comes on, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Today was a little more pessimistic than I was hoping for. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's probably going to be an offline conversation for us, but there, there's we're entering a weird period where um, as things maybe get better or there is... Yeah, we'll we'll leave it as it. But I feel like uh, all of the, as the vaccine distribution ramps up, there's a lot of considerations and opinions that I feel are uh, profoundly bad takes. And um, the, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's, it's, yeah, some, some light at the end of the tunnel, but not really. Yeah. I feel like with the, <laughs> the, the vaccine stuff in particular, it's like, I mean, I want to keep, continue keeping track of it 
in in the broader sense, but like in terms of thinking about like myself and my immediate family, like I feel like I just have to stop thinking about it. It's well, it's too- because I mean you'll you'll get it sometime in October because it's it's just strictly age based now and it doesn't you know yeah, yeah. uh which is a little oh shit um also um the the no let's move on we don't I have a lot of thoughts about the state of California and Gavin Newsom right now I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as I'll leave it be because there's a lot of competing interests and we're not gonna there's yeah. no productive stuff that will come from us talking about it so I'm gonna move on but. Let's just say people can intuit or can think about what that would have been. We can we can ponder about this at our uh, Pico dinner someday. <laughs> uh, yeah, over Zoom. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, or I don't or, know if that, I don't know if that gift card works for takeout. I guess or or once I don't well, again once once Larkspur gets five G ultra wideband. Um, yeah, we can have a four K conversation from across the street. Um, <laughs> speaking of which. Actually, can 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 I uh, pull forward something? No, it's so I'm going to do it anyway because <laughs> I mean you you can edit it to make it seem out of order if you want to, but it's fine. Um, so I got an iPhone 12 Pro, and I know I didn't share that before, and I said I wouldn't buy one, but I did. I, I, I this would require too much effort to go back into the archives, but I feel like this is your exact same iPhone buying cycle every single year, where when a new phone comes out. You swear up nope. and down you're nope. never gonna buy nope. it, and then so, like three months later, you no. Buy so here's it. the thing: I'm I'm a very honest person, or I'm a very straightforward person. I, you know, I, I it's 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 like Joe says. Here's the deal, or I'm just, um, I did not buy the iPhone 10. I also didn't buy the 10s. I kept my iPhone 8 until the iPhone 11 Pro came out. So no, I I sat out two generations of it. And the only problem I had was that my 11 Pro uh, got dust inside the camera lens right as it left warranty. And I don't buy Apple Care or insurance for, for that. But I was on my carrier's like annual upgrade payment plan for it. So either I continued to pay off a phone that had dust under the camera lens that was progressively getting worse and would just have like the splotch in the upper left-hand corner, or I could begrudgingly buy a 12 Pro, which I did and I don't really like it, but that's why. <laughs> so I don't, I don't care about the 12 Pro. Like we've already talked about it. It's, it's very much old news right now. Again, it's, it was very, it's very 2000 and late, but there's a couple of things I do want to discuss. Did you buy any of the MagSafe accessories? No. So I bought the... I'm a fan of the Apple leather case. And I bought one of the little magnetic puck chargers. Mm-hmm. The puck charger thing, which <laughs> there were news reports this weekend, apparently is incompatible uh, with pacemakers and can be dangerous to your health, which is pretty pretty good, meaning pretty bad. Um, I like it. I remember when, do you remember when, uh, on Upgradies, the Upgradies episode of Upgrade, people for like, uh, worst tech product of 2020, people had said MagSafe. Oh then, yeah, I do. Yeah. Huh? Yep. And then Jason was like, I don't understand why that is, but he also complained about the MagSafe charger of like the, the one time he tried to use it, his phone didn't charge at night. Right. I, so I got two of them. 
one to replace because the other part is that I had a Mophie wireless charging stand and apparently the implementation that Apple did of MagSafe where it's the Q it's the QI standard, but um the magnets sometimes interfere with certain charging pads. It broke or made it, it the iPhone twelve was incompatible with my two previous wireless charging pads because the charging pads would think there was like metal in the way and it would stop charging after ten seconds. That doesn't sound ideal. Yeah, so those two those two were were duds and I can't use those anymore. But yeah, the MagSafe charger, I do think it's a good idea in general. Like I have it right here and I was able to just put my phone on like this little disc and it knows that it's gonna charge and it comes with a nice little animation. And with the Mophie ones I had before, I had probably like an eighty five percent hit rate. But sometimes it just would not charge or unless you waited the extra two seconds to make sure it made that little vibration or chime. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I do think that's a pretty good idea. I think all of the other MagSafe accessories are a bit of a dud, but I do think that's overall kind of neat. I think it, it addresses one of the biggest issues with the QI charging standard is that unless, because you're somebody, you almost all of yours are like the stand type, not the puck type, where you don't have the issue of it not charging for the most part, just because there's only one way to put it on there, right? Well, so yeah, yeah. so I do mostly have standing chargers, but you do still have the problem where if you lay it down, you know, a quarter inch to the left or right sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's always been kind of annoying. So, what's this? Well, so I have a... Well, yeah, a, I know you got the Belkin one, and, I, and that's one thing, again, no no shade, but I, I don't understand... Oh, I misunderstood this product. I thought this product was like the elevation dock where you were still using lightning to charge it. No, 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 no. So, the, so uh, well, this will be in the notes for people to, to look to see. This is the... What is this thing called? Belkin Boost Charge Pro. Which, so I, I have their pre-MagSafe version, um, and I guess mine is a two-in-one charger, not a three-in-one charger, because I don't, there's no Qi charging pad, like, underneath where the iPhone and Apple Watch go. But I think they sell a version of mine that that does have the ability to charge a, a third device wirelessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so, so the one that I have on my bedside table has a little Qi charger that is, you know, tilted upward. So the iPhone kind of lays down on it, but is still then accessible, like from your bed, like it's, it's, it's basically sitting upright. And then it's got, you know, the, the traditional Apple watch charger next to it. And, uh, this thing, uh, which again, will be in the notes is essentially the same idea, but you have MagSafe, um, for the iPhone charging part. And I actually was going to basically instantly buy this thing as soon as it came out. But two things stopped me. I mean, one's the price. It's like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And two, the number one thing I like about my current Belkin charger is the angle that the iPhone sits is like perfect. Perfect for... For um, accessing from my bed. So if I like am, you know, listening to a podcast as I'm falling asleep or something, 
And if I need to quickly reach over and, and skip to the next episode or whatever, I can super easily do that. Are you listening with headphones or listening out loud? With headphones. Okay. I have those those sleep phone things. We've talked about the those. sheep phones. Yeah. The sheep phones, yeah. Um but that doesn't that wouldn't annoy other people where you're you're uh, when you're skipping skipping episodes while somebody else is trying to sleep? Well, I mean I'm I'm not constantly messing with my phone, but it's 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 something I do enough where having the phone be at the right angle and easily accessible is is really nice. Got it. And I it it's hard to tell from the pictures and I mean, gee, wouldn't it be nice if you could just like go into a retail store and, and you know, look at this thing? Um, well, this is what AR's for. <laughs> uh, look at this lovely kitchen backsplash. That's, it's actually not a bad idea. Um, it seems like the iPhone actually sits at kind of a weird angle. So, and then the other part of this too is that, again, this is a three-in-one charger and I, I don't really have a need for the chi charging pad i i just want to charge my iphone and my apple watch i I would never really charge my airpods or anything else there so it's not that, hurting that anything i mean it's, it, it needs a standing base like or i'm like it, it needs a base so if it happens to just have qi charging i mean what's the harm other than the price well it, it, it's the price and you know the the belkin one that i have now the non-megsafe one that wasn't cheap either. I mean, that thing was mm-hmm. like 120 bucks, and I've only had it for a couple of years, maybe. And, there, so there's, a, and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, so I, again, to clarify, that one does plug into Lightning. No, it's Qi. Well, then can you then provide me a picture of it? Because I guess like that's how I can't... Because this one is freestanding where the phone is propped up like in the air because of the magnets. So yours... Is different. My mine's different because it's it's chi. It's not MagSafe. But but like but the phone because the only way that like your phone on this charging stand that that you sent me a link to, like it's it's levitating because the magnets hold it up. So yours has to probably be closer to the ground because because it, it sits. Belkin's website is down for maintenance right now, so <laughs> <laughs> you have to give me an extra second. But uh, here, good old uh, com. Amazon's coming through here. So th- this is what the current version looks like. And they, the only difference between this and the one that I have is... Yours I actually have... looks very much like there's a product from Google called the Google Pixel Wireless Charging Stand. So if you just Google that real quick, yours is it's basically that product with a little watch charger. Yeah. Yeah, so th- I guess that was my point, and it's not it's not a very important point, but is is that the on the new version of this prod of the Belkin product from that uses MagSafe, the uh, iPhone kind of levitates because it's got the magnets on it. Whereas this one, I I understand that you prefer the angle for it, but it's it is on the ground, so it's it, so it is more of a traditional stand that also happens to have um, a watch charger. But the link that you right. sent me on Amazon actually looks like it also does support a third QI accessory because the AirPods it, are there. Yeah, no, that, that's what I was saying is that I have a version of this that's this exact same thing, but without that. Oh, gotcha. Because this is $120, so it might as well be. What's it? Yeah. it, it, it you know, inflation. How does well, it I, I mean, again, I, I bought this thing a while ago now, so I'm sure the price on this stuff has come down, especially... Yeah like post MagSafe. Yeah. 
uh, to round this out, just to, to move us along. Oh, does this, cause this is the other thing I didn't like. So I actually, before, I got the MagSafe stuff, but then I got warranty replacements for the incompatible Mophie chargers. Um, and the old one that I had charged with standard micro USB and the new one I got has, I think it's called like a barrel charger. You know how like those electronics that don't use a standard connector for them. Yeah. That's this this Belkin charger that I have mm-hmm. is is exa- exactly that. <sighs> Why? Yeah, I don't that's know. the only annoying part, which is like I I don't like. Let's say like you were gonna move or do something, or you're gonna like you're gonna pack up and like rearrange your house or something. I I don't like having to remember which charger goes to what. Right. That's super annoying. And isn't that the thing where as a kid I I remember breaking a couple of electronics by just being like, oh, the plug fits, and uh, you know how you get the pl- uh, there's the little diagram that was like hey minus something and then plus right and sometimes you plug a dc or an ac adapter into the wrong thing and you'd uh, get that mm-hmm. funny plastic smell because you broke something <laughs> <laughs> um that happened a lot as a kid um anyway so yeah I, I hate that electronics that don't just use a um yeah just a standard USB-C charger anything that's it's that is the one thing going back to the reading and candles thing I'm still so mad that uh, Amazon doesn't make a Kindle that charges through USB-C. That is the only thing I have left in my day-to-day life that uses micro USB, and I hate it. Huh. Now, I guess... They still I, don't. I, like, I, cause I, 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 still, even, I, still have, I still have a ton of stuff that, that uses micro USB. Like, cause, like, my Sony wireless headphones use USB-C. My, uh, the fancy camera, USB-C. Yeah, I literally don't think there's anything else that I use regularly that's micro USB anymore. It's nice. Um, anyway, so yeah, so and then the last thing on the iPhone 12, 5G. Um very limited coverage, but pretty great. I mean, getting a gigabit down on cellular is kind of insane and amazing. But yeah, it's 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 very limited. It's in parts of the marina. It's uh it's definitely in the East Cut um trademark trademark. And yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it's been officially over a year since I've been to the East Cut. The condos are coming along nicely. Ugh. Yeah, my my last day in the office was uh January 24th last year. So oh, because you're you're prepping for the house, mate, and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah. um, uh, a global health event, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, but the cut's doing okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, so iPhone 12 Pro, it's fine. I don't like that it's bigger. Um, I like the flat edge sides, but um, I get too anxious that I'm going to drop the phone with, so I can't go caseless with it which kind of eliminates any of like the size benefit you'd get. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's fine. I don't notice much of a difference in the cameras with this generation so, over generation pick. That but makes but, me, but also you've got, you've got a max. So, well, no, I, I know I was going to say the opposite. That makes me feel a lot better, especially coming from a, a camera pro like you. I, but, I always feel like, and I'm, you know, obviously a huge part of this is that I'm always upgrading my iPhone each year. So I'm not having those, you know, big two or three year upgrades, but 
I'm always left with the feeling like, yeah, you know, pictures look nice, but they basically look the same as they did last year. So I always feel like maybe I'm missing something, but it, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's not just me. No, I mean, maybe a little bit for you just because you have the Max where the sensors actually did improve. But yeah, 11 Pro to 12 Pro, other than the uh, benefit of this one not having dust on the inside of it, like, I mean, it's <laughs> it's still mostly the same. I still, night, I, night mode is a feature that bugs me just because sometimes it's really good, but a lot of times I'm like, no, stop trying to make this nighttime scene look like daylight. And I and I don't like that it takes like four taps to turn it off because you got to tap. You you think it didn't work. You tap again, and then you got to drag your finger on that slider to turn it to off. And then I never remember which way is which. And yeah, so just night mode. Don't love it. Um, I have been trying to take more use of the telephoto lens because it's a more uh, like there's less distortion on it. But I, I like I mean I don't know. It's the yeah the camera the camera's fine. We'll talk about cameras later. But the the cameras it's it's fine. Anyway, yeah, MagSafe. I don't know. It's weird times. Um, what else we got? Oh, we still have other follow up. Oh, what's what's your experience with TiVo been recently? About the the whole ad thing specifically, or just in general? Uh, whatever you want to interpret that question as, but we will we will move <laughs> it into ads later. I I still really like our TiVo setup. You know, we're we're I was going to say a two TiVo household, but it's really like a 1.5 TiVo household with, you know, the one main TiVo and then a TiVo mini. It, I, I really like it. Um, there's really, like, I, I don't have any desire to like try Cable Town's DVR. Um, and there's not really a whole lot I would change about the TiVo. I mean, other than maybe what we're about to talk about, but. Other than that, you know, the the mobile stuff has actually gotten pretty good. Um, Gonna, okay. And I, you know, I, I do use that occasionally because, you know, if I want to watch live TV anywhere where, you know, we don't have a TV in the house, like it's it's really easy just to have the iPad set up and, and open the TiVo app and, you know, watch TV that way. So yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still kind of all in on the TiVo. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of like probably gonna cancel it. Like I don't know. I really somebody send you a picture. This this is something old that I put on on the the TiVo subreddit. But the like the ads. One, it started in September when the guide got ads in two places. So first they layered it in where TiVo decided they wanted to be like an over the top service for some reason and they have a thing called tivo plus which doesn't co- doesn't cost anything but it's just there all the time now so i don't know what be in sports is but i don't i don't want it and then so that that got be that got put into like in line like every time you would go down a page on the guide there was just like this phantom channel that was just some random tivo plus crap like i don't know what fail army is but i don't ever want to know what that is and then at the bottom now in the lower left corner, there's an ad for something. So I don't like recently I've been just been watching more, a little bit more cable news, unfortunately, because I hate myself and there's something called Snowpiercer on TNT and they keep serving up ads for that of, of something I don't know about and don't want to know about. 
But then this past week, I was just trying to clear out a bunch of old recordings on my TiVo, just trying to do some spring cleaning in the winter. And every recording I would play, it would do an ad. Like I, I, I think I escaped pre-roll ads for a very long time, but now literally every recording, there's an ad that I have to mm-hmm. skip through. And they're not unskippable, but you do have to like pretend you're fast forwarding through it so that it will let you watch the program on the box that you bought to avoid ads. So I don't know. It's it's, it's extremely annoying. And I kind of like, I don't know what the solution is, but I, I just, I resent paying them $13 a month for this box that seems to have only gotten worse year after year that I only use to hate watch Rachel Maddow and CNBC. Um, and I, I just don't know, like, but there's no better solution. Like, what am I gonna do? Sign up for YouTube TV? Like, I don't know what to do, but I, but I hate this box now. And I, and I've been a TiVo customer since like 2002 and it's, it's a bummer. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to convince you otherwise. Um, DVRs, I think, unfortunately, are just a prime example of a product category where everything is bad and you just sort of have to find the one that is least bad. Well, but, and that's but, subjective, obviously. But the thing is that it wasn't bad before. Like, TiVo, like, when the Romeo came out, it had reached a pretty much, like, they had kind of, like, perfected what the DVR was. Like I, I like I don't use the um, streaming to iOS thing as as much as you do, um, and the TiVo app has kind of always been bad on iOS, and I feel like it's still bad. It's, like it still ha- it still makes me actually, it still logs me out every anytime I just go to try to record something, it's I'm always logged out, and that still just bugs the crap out of me. I do still have that problem occasionally as well, but outside of that, actually, the TiVo apps probably in the best place it's been for me since i've had a tivo and that's been well then i guess let me like what what has gotten better like it uh 2016 to 2020 or tw- oh, 2021 like what what feature was rough before but is now better uh by far and away the number one thing is they they support the um ipad pro 11 inch screen now <laughs> whereas okay, that, for it's a long the time they minimum. Did... no no i, I again like <laughs> The, the bar DVR, is so low. Yeah, the DVR product category um, has a pretty low bar overall. Um, that that's been the biggest change because I, you know, I'm I'm never really watching TV on my phone. If I'm ever using the TiVo app on my phone, it's it's because like, oh yeah, I need to remember to record this thing, and so let me just log into the TiVo app and do that. But yeah. on my iPad, that's where I'll actually, you know either download shows to watch offline again, like in the before times when we could, you know, travel and stuff. Or now if I'm in a room in the house that doesn't have a TV, I can, um, I can stream, stream to my iPad. I guess the one counterpoint that, or maybe a recommendation I'd make is that the T the Xfinity stream app is very, very, very good. So if you're just watching TV in a different room, that one's actually much better. And it's the the streaming latency and the video quality is dramatically better with that. So if you don't need DVR functionality, I would try using that. Like I frequently will just have uh, that open in a 
browser window on my Mac when I don't want to like have the TV on. So what what's the deal with that then? If I'm on my local network, it'll just let me basically watch every channel. It. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's not even like because you know how there used to be licensing rights where like well, this was not yeah. out of home or whatever. They right, have a thing right. where one they've made it so that almost every network like they have licenses for out of home streaming, but if you're in home, every channel works. And like it's pretty huh. good, yeah. So Xfinity. Uh, so what is it called? It used to be called Xfinity TV Go, but I think it's just called Xfinity Stream now, and it's real good. Because the problem with TiVo is that whenever you want to watch something live, it does that thing where it's like, hey, let me start a recording, and then wait ten seconds, and then let me start the streaming session. So it takes like twenty seconds to watch a channel, and you well, can't that's really. It, that's if it works the first time, though. You 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 forgot to take <laughs> into account if it fails, and then again, you're you're grading this on the Trump scale. Like you're just like. <laughs> It's very, you're, this is very, um, yeah, you, you're, you're giving it the summer school treatment. What do you think the first episode is going to be where we don't say his name? I'm trying super hard. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not definitely no, no, not know. pointing any fingers at you, but. Um, well, probably not until fucking 2022 because uh, the impeachment trial. I actually kind of think that's going to be over and done with pretty fast. Oh, no, but, but uh, Lindsey Graham wants to call witnesses. He's got witnesses. They're going to clear it all up. Mm. Okay. Anyway, Xfinity Stream. Um, uh, oh, th- thanks, Comcast. I used 90% of my data this month. I've got four days left. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, so TiVo, kind of dead to me. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But um, yeah, an ad after, of, of every time I go, I'm trying to like clear out episodes of stuff I didn't watch. That's That's really, really bad. You I mean you are really stuck though because the Comcast box is terrible, and if you're not going to use that, then what's the point of even having Comcast? I guess at that point, because then then you're then you are maybe better off looking at a streaming service. But then, but you YouTube TV isn't any cheaper. That's the problem. Like if you want to get yeah. any level of channels, that's sixty five dollars. Right. Right. <sighs> I feel like we were... Why isn't there a public option for this? <laughs> you know how, like, Upgrade was pretty smart, and they were pretty early on the whole just, you know, all content is going, you know, streaming, and, like, all the major media players are going to have their own streaming service. Like, Upstream was was ahead of its time. I feel like our our thing has been somewhat related to that, which has been, like, this whole clamoring for, you know, over-the-top services... We've been super skeptical oh, no. of that for oh, a no. long our, time. Our, our beat that we have been on for a long time has been the whole like calling bullshit on the myth of the skinny bundle and cord mm-hmm. cutting being cheaper. Like right. I don't I don't disagree with potential for it being more convenient, but people who are like, I'm only going to pay for the channels I want to watch and I'm going to have HBO and CNN and the Weather Channel and I'm going to pay $12 and that is absolutely not the case. And DirecTV Now, which got purchased by AT&T, was started out was like, hey, you get all the channels you want for 20 bucks, and now it's $65. And then YouTube TV that was like, hey, you get all the stuff you want. Starting price, $39. It's like $68 now. It's just like content costs are going to catch up with you no matter where you are. And if you want to pretend that it's something else, I mean, cool. But same thing right now where I had to resubscribe to Disney Plus because I wanted to watch Soul and... Now my phone company gives me the the Disney trifecta where I now have access to ESPN Plus for some reason, even though there's nothing I want to watch on it. 
and I want to watch. Um, and last night, Netflix told me after. Oh, sorry, real quick. Have you gotten the Netflix price increase pop up on your Apple TV yet? I don't think so. No. So watch something because this was the so they announced price increases a few weeks ago, and it hadn't they hadn't emailed me or anything. But here's Netflix is evil is the wrong word, but but crafty, where. It didn't pop up immediately. I finished watch. I watched an entire show, and then as the credits rolled and I hit the back button, it said, "Hey, your subscription's going up by a dollar." And it was just like they had to have programmed it to do that. And the fact that it pops up right after you uh, alleged or like presumably have enjoyed like some content from the thing, and that's when they spring it on you, is very, very crafty. And then like three minutes later it also emails you telling you that i'm I, i'm taking a screenshot of this to like mm-hmm. prove i'm not making this up well, what's the timestamp on this one i think i've literally got this email go mute your alexa they're listening it's that's it's one of the stranger things that's ever happened on this show well, i that, literally that's, that's got the of, email well yeah but that's one of their shows <laughs> well no, that, that's probably because uh your wife's watching something in the other room that's 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 so funny though well no because i got the same thing last night and this again it was i finished watching an entire program and then there was this thing that popped up on the apple tv that was just like hey your price is going up by a month because i don't pay for the 4k one so apparently mine's only gonna be 13.99 because i can't tell the difference between 4k and good 1080 because i'm old <laughs> like I mean, I mean i don't know if i have old person eyes but like yeah 1080 looks really good if it's not it, compressed it, to hell. It, it does. Well, I so actually, I was going to say that the one thing that over-the-top services do for me has nothing to do with trying to get some type of skinny bundle or in any way saving money. It's actually about video quality. And mm-hmm. I, I totally get that's a it's a nerdy thing, but I mean picture quality on these streaming services is so much better than it is on cable tv like to the point where if like uh, game of thrones was the best example of this where i never bothered recording game of thrones on like traditional hbo because i could just stream it on um their their streaming service whatever the hell that was called at the time Um, yeah and I mean the the quality was so much better. So you know why why wouldn't I do that? Well, yeah, because that's because Comcast and I mean all cable providers, but especially Comcast, because they're trying to both simultaneously support gigabit uh, home internet over Doxus three and also have like 140 channels of HD. They're just compressing them to hell. Where it's it's so bad. Like I'm I'm watching like you know especially sports. It seems like it really stands out. Like if I'm watching hockey or basketball or something, I'm like it looks so bad at times. Well, you can't you can't tell if it's pixelation or a puck. It's this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like to the point where it's like, man, it, like is something wrong with my TV? And it's like, no. I I turn on the Apple TV and stream something, and it looks great. It's it's yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Wait, how do we get here? Uh, should we should we start recording? Uh. Oh shit! I forgot to click. I already, I already did yeah. that joke this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> get repetitive. Um, <laughs> no, but how did we get here? Talking about um, TiVo, but then I don't remember the middle part. Let's see, hiding sneezes. The car is constant. It's not hiding sneezes. It's people that 
Again, I can't trust them. Well, hiding sneezes is what I wrote down. No, it's, it's just quiet sneezers. Oh, quiet. Well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm sticking with hiding sneezes. Um, <laughs> Are you writing that down as a show title? No. Maybe. <laughs> I need a quieter keyboard or a less sensitive mic. God. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so TiVo. I don't know what I'm going to do when it's over with, but like I, I watch, I don't know what, like what I'm going to do because like TiVo, I don't ever use it for anything. Like, honestly, the only shows I watch on it are Better Call Saul and that's it. Like, actually, that's literally it. In terms of like scripted content, Better Call Saul is the only thing that is on a channel that's not like available as like an app on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And then it's cable news, which technically I could get with Xfinity Stream. Like, I'd still be paying for the content, but at least I wouldn't have to use a box that I hate. And sports. Sports is still tricky. But also, I don't really... I'm kind of checked out of baseball, and the Warriors aren't good anymore. Well, can you can you not watch sports over Xfinity Stream? Is that the one thing they block no, no, out? No, you, no, you can watch anything. I, I guess it's the fact that I would want to, like, record sports. You, right. Like, yeah, I'm not somebody yeah. who, like, right. would, will be like, oh, don't tell me what happened in the game. But I do kind of... Like, if I can avoid it and just, like, uh, what, what was it called? Time shifting? Yeah. The thing where, like, you're not going to be, like, the game starts at 6 and you're going to get home at 7.30. You now have this hour and a half buffer to just skip all the ads and all the stuff that makes, like, the fourth quarter of a football game take fucking, like, three and a half hours. No, and- it's 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 the best. Like, when you when you can set it up where, you know, you start watching a game an hour after it started and you just zip through all the commercials, that's mm-hmm. it's the best. Yeah. Like, you don't know who's, like, the forward right choice of the game, but, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, okay, so that's TiVo. Uh, let's bang out a couple of these real quick. So, Soul was the most popular streaming title of December or something? I didn't actually yeah. read this article, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who Who is still watching The Office? Like, it feels like it's kind well, of something that people would have lady seen by now. Are, we're, we're, we're watching it now. But it's not the first time, right? Uh, no, no, no. I guess, like, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe it has rewatch quality, but it's kind of, I don't know, like, it, it's, like, that's the thing where everybody was freaking out when Netflix lost the rights to it. They're like, oh, what are people going to watch now? But I just kind of didn't really, I don't get people, like, I, I don't see the value of people, like, just having, like, an episode of The Office or Friends on in the background. I don't yeah, well, know, I mean, there, there's... I mean, this is very much a thing like the lady friend is this way. And it's it's I feel like maybe you and I are kind of in the kind of minority on this where having shows like that on in the background is like that. That's a thing. I guess maybe I do that with like I not that I have podcasts I I listen to for fun, but like I just if you need background noise, I have enough podcasts where that would fill the gap. That's that's what it is for me, too. Yeah. yeah. Or again, like I'll just have like CNBC on in the background or something. But like, I mean, no, I don't. No, 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 no. Again, I kind of know what's up with Wall Street bets. No, that, that's, uh, that's a weird story. Which one? The whole I don't know the whole GameStop a- AMC thing is weird. Yeah, it's stock manipulation. But again, it's now. But now it's regular people to do it. Like, so now it's like, bad. But is it though? Like I I don't know which part. The stock manipulation part. Like it's not being facilitated by like an entity it's just well it's just it's a bunch of, bunch of internet hooligans yeah yeah 
Hmm. So wait, what, what part? Never mind. What okay. Mean? It, uh, your worry. Uh, I'm worried about something. Oh, no, but you, you said you had concerns. About what? Never mind. <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> you're, you're not cutting that out, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so Soul was very good. Um, yeah, I still have it. Okay, I'm going to, real quick, because we're not going to get to any real stuff, I guess, this this week. Um, uh, well, you still haven't watched Succession, right? No. All right. Have you watched any of the following? Um, uh, the Queen's Gambit. No. Bridgerton. No. The Queen. Regular. No. no. Should I watch any of these? I'm very uh, judicious about what I will sink like 10 hours into, but I don't know what to watch next. I've heard really good things about... Or not the Queen, the um, Crown. Sorry. I've heard really good things about the Crown and the Queen's Gambit. Bridgerton, I've heard a little bit less about, and the bit that I've heard would indicate to me that you might not like that show. Yeah, I'm, I'm sometimes okay with trashy TV. Not much. Though, <laughs> but okay. I don't know. Like, I want some mindless stuff. Like, I mean, or, some, or something that I can hate watch. Like, the newsroom's not on anymore, so what do I watch? <laughs> no, no, nobody's giving Aaron Sorkin money to do stuff anymore, I so. D- I don't, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't now, but I guess at the time that show was on, I, I still had time to do this. Like, but even back then, I, I didn't really hate watch much which is which is why i don't really watch any cable news but i did i did hate watch that show because here's the thing aaron sorkin does have talent like it, like like uh, who doesn't love a good walk and talk nobody but yeah, but he's but he's so pretentious he's such a piece of shit. like nobody <laughs> correct but it's i but the newsroom did have moments like there was the one you watched most of the show right I saw the whole thing. Yeah. Do you remember the one where they did the thing where they were the only ones that got the Gabby Gifford story right? And it was yeah. set to a Coldplay song. Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst five minutes of television ever. Yeah. And I'm including every episode of like the Real Housewives of Orange County or um, anything else. Like it's it's so bad, but sometimes Aaron Sorkin stuff is good. So So you're not an Upgrade Plus member still, right? I pay for it, but I refuse to listen to it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like podcasts that hide stuff behind a paywall. But I do want to give them money, so I do. We'll we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one of the upgrade plus segments recently, last week or the week before, I think, Mike was talking about how he just started watching The West Wing for the first time, hmm. and it made me. Made me think about rewatching the West Wing. No, because I think like the SD thing would get get to you. Oh no! Actually, no, no. They they, they remastered HD. That. Yeah, they they did. Mm-hmm. But but it wasn't shot in uh sixteen nine. So it's gonna be like uh, the wire. No, I where... think it, I think it might have been. I don't think so. Um, just no. Look look that up. I think they came out with the big <clears throat> the big box set thing a year or two ago, and I think part of that was. It's all upconverted and widescreen and all that. Uh, the West Wing was shot on film and six seasons were broadcast in HD, which would have been 16.9. Um, well, no, but it's going to be like that thing where, so yes, they were, it's kind of like Seinfeld, where they were shot on film, so you can go back and get higher quality out of it, but that the 16.9 actually means you're seeing less. 
and I I don't know. I I think you you mentioned the wire a second ago. Like I I, I watched the wire when they had released the the sixteen by nine re release of that, and I I didn't really notice anything. Yeah. So no. So it was uh four by three for seasons one and two, and then uh sixteen nine for seasons three through seven. Uh, in 2010, the series was released in high definition for the first time on Amazon Video and iTunes, with the first two seasons remastered in 16.9 to match the aspect ratio and resolution change of the third season. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, but meh, whatever. Again, succession. Come on. No, I know, I know, I know. No, no. This, I mean, and also, again, this is a uh, a vestige of having to watch cable news. Uh, is it Michael Sheen or Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't ad for a uh, a service uh, called Good RX, which is to get uh, senior citizens cheaper prescriptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's on uh, CNBC and MSNBC all the time. And it's the premise is that he throws a fit at a pharmacy and he goes viral uh, mm. because he's trying to get seniors cheaper discounts on generic pharmaceuticals. It's a very bad ad, and I feel like that cheapens the gravity of him as, um, was it not Peter Bartlett? What was the guy's main name? Jed. Uh, Jeb, yeah. No, J-E-D, not, not, not Low Energy Jeb. Is it Jeb. Jed? Oh. Yeah, it's not like Low Energy Jeb. <laughs> Jed Bartlett. <laughs> okay. We got to get out of follow-up, uh, because the show's almost over. All right, um... There was another rumor about no, this is still follow up. Uh, there's another rumor about the MacBook Air from uh, Mark Gurman, and basically the the main thing here was that he confirmed that. Well, actually, two things. So one, they're gonna the M1 MacBook Air is not gonna be as I said last week. Just kind of they're just gonna leave it be, and just they remade it, and that's good enough. That allegedly it is gonna get kind of um, a little bit of a footprint shrink where they're gonna kind of narrow in the bezels. And um, it's still going to be 13 inches, but they're going to make it a little bit smaller. And allegedly, it is going to get an SD card slot, as are most of the other new Mac laptops, which is cool. So this whole batch of Apple rumors between last week and this week, I'm very much in the John Syracuse camp on this. What was his thinking, deal? hmm? Or what? Well, I forgot. What was his deal? He thinks this is all just too good to be true. That they're <laughs> like, you read through this list of rumors from the last couple of weeks, oh, and yeah. it, it literally just looks like a wish list of all tech nerds from the past four years. But, but that, my, something does something seems amiss. But the counterpoint with that is that it's the easy option. Like it's 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 the whole thing. And I and I do I like because I we both listen to like three shows a week that basically talk about the same stuff. So I don't know who said this, but it's kind of like Apple was for a long time. And again, this is not my original take. Was for a long time trying to force people to understand and want what they want them to want versus just giving people what they want. And I mean, it's so much easier for them to just make a computer that doesn't suck. Like, I mean, if they've gone through the trouble of uh, abandoning the butterfly keyboard, which was bad, and abandoning the touch bar, which required more effort on them to make it work and to try to get people to make stuff for it, like just make like they they have the um, like the processor 
and like the new architecture and all that kind of stuff down. Like that's the hard part. Just make a computer people want. It's so much easier. And like, so that's the part where I kind of feel like if Apple is reinvigorated on the Mac because so many people bought it and pushed up their upgrade cycles due to COVID and work from home. Like, I understand that decisions are made before this, but I feel like the one year lead up time where Apple is like, hey, we have these processors, they're ready to go. And let's say that in early 2020, they're like, okay, what are we going to do with these laptops and how are we going to make this processor transition over the next couple of years? I feel like eventually, why not just give people a laptop that they don't hate anymore? Like, just, just what, what do they have to lose? Like, I know we're so used to not getting what we want, like, as a buying public and as a country in other ways. But, like, I mean, why not just make something that doesn't suck? Like, they, they, and I think the other part that comes along with this is that they've done enough where, with the iPad where Apple kind of thinks that if people were going to think of the iPad as their next computer replacement, it would have happened and that the iPad isn't really doing that. And there's a lot of people with non-creative workflows and creative people with workflows that are bad for tablets, like photography, like just, just give them a high powered computer that does what they want and doesn't fight them every step of the way and charge them for it. And then Apple makes money. Just like, why not? Yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but it, it's just such it's, it's a, so Apple like, yeah, it's so on Apple like, and it's such a sharp, departure from what they've been doing the past five six years that it it yeah it it just seems too good to be true in a lot of ways but um like maybe maybe i like again and i don't know like there's all those rumors like is this because johnny ive is gone like like what what is the like domino that fell that got them allegedly just because like there's just like german is doing and and also uh, ming chi kuo is doing so much reporting on this where like how there's no way that it's all wrong. So like, does who kind of said screw it? Let's just let's just make something that we know is going to sell and will make people happy. And I know it's odd to think that like this is a situation where Apple is going to stop trying to tell people what they want or what they should want. But it's a computer. It's a, it's a thing that's existed for 35 years. Just try to make the best one you can, and then charge me too much money for it, and I'll be happy. Like just just let the Mac be the Mac. And keep doing whatever you want with iOS and making iPads a pain in the ass to use, which we'll get to it, briefly. It it does it does seem like Johnny leaving probably made a big difference. Um, and I I've also got to think that the sort of uneven and slow rollout of USB C has got to be part of it too. Like it, it, it's that's not to say that USB C or Thunderbolt four, like whatever we're calling, or USB four, whatever we're calling it now. It, it's not to say that it's a failure, and it, and it's not to say that it's still not the future. But the idea that you could get away with just having that, even today, and and for at least the next handful of years, just doesn't seem like it's going to lead to the ideal computer experience. Yeah, like it, but... it seems like maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe Tim Cook had to, you know, pull a, a dongle out of his bag too many times. And it, <laughs> it finally said, you know what? Enough's enough. 
Evil Dead, the same bag of the computer he gave to to. Um, but a lot of it's Apple's fault just because Apple never put their whole ass into it like they other than remember when the MacBook came out and they made that US that $80 USB-C to HDMI and then like USB-C pass through because it only had like one charging port like Apple is the one who dropped the ball and didn't make any accessories for it like that's the thing where I don't get them thinking Everybody else is going to fill in the gaps. The same thing with the monitor, where allegedly there also might be a like a Thunderbolt display or like uh, whatever the equivalent of like an, an iMac without the the computer part is. Like they have the attention span and the ability as, uh, isn't it the largest company in America? Like they're like securely the biggest company, right? I think so. Yeah. Like they have the capacity and bandwidth to do it. Like. If you want USB-C to be a thing, then make the fucking accessories. They made, like, a USB-C to USB-A adapter, a USB-C to, like, SD card reader, but that was mostly for the iPad, and then that weird, like, multi-port AV thing. Like, they didn't make the accessories to allow USB-C to take off. The same thing when, like, the 12-inch MacBook came out, and they were like, hey, the future's wireless. That's why this slow, really slow computer with a bad keyboard doesn't have any ports, because the future's wireless. Well, it wasn't, and that's why that computer's no longer around. So that's where them making the thing that does fit today's usage and allows, like, again, whatever the thing uh, John Gruber says of, like, allowing the Mac to be heavy so iOS can be light or whatever. Like, yeah, just just make the computer people want and charge too much for it. That's what That's what you've done for a very long time up until 2016 when you guys thought that you had redesigned it and made it better, but you didn't. And you kept shipping a broken keyboard for almost five years and then never apologized for it. Like, just make the computer people want. Yeah, I mean, you, you, make, a, you make a fair point. Yep. All right. HomePod Mini, I don't know what this is, so we'll just skip it. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Do you... Hmm. Do you have thoughts on the NBC Sports Network thing? We probably should have lumped this into our uh, knockoff upgrade thing earlier, but... <laughs> if we were more organized, we would have. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the Jason Snow camp where I think this is a pretty big deal. And, I mean, maybe not just for this single story by itself, but more so because of what it's going to mean for, you know, the, the next, say, decade to come, where there's going to be this huge rethinking about the way that content and especially live sports is distributed and the idea of everybody having to have their own standalone sports network on traditional cable tv which was kind of the the whole trend when nbcsn became a thing is giving way to streaming services and to consolidation to traditional broadcast tv um it's just a it's a harbinger of things to come as you would say so that that this is weird in for a couple of ways is that so comcast went really hard in the paint as you would say in using the nbc name on everything they renamed all of the RSNs and from Comcast Sportsnet to be NBC Sports Bay Area or whatever. And then did NBC Sportsnet come after or before Fox Sports 1? 
NBCSN was before, I believe. Yeah, like, and, that, and that's the thing where I guess my follow up question here is going to be, and you'll have to, I guess you'll have time to think about it. Is is Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two going to be a going concern in like three years? Like, are they going to be willing? Yeah. Why? Well, I, mean, I going concern like they're going to be shut down. Like, do, the, do how many more years do you think? Because they don't have like much flagship stuff on those networks. Well, because didn't they I, lose I thought, the? I thought you were using going concern is generally meant to indicate that you're you're going out of business. So. No, that doesn't go, doesn't being a going concern mean that you continue to stay in business? It's I know two it's generally two halves of the same coin. Um, <laughs> it, 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 if your question is, are they going to go out of business? Yes, like I, I think <laughs> I think Fox will Fox will fold Fox Sports One in the exact same way that Cable Town is shutting down NBCSN. Well, I guess we're we're doing a pivot here, but yeah, but I guess Fox Sports is actually the more interesting part of this, just because I mean, all the RSNs that uh, that Comcast owns, uh, they've got uh, like I mean, they're the Cubs network in in Chicago in the Chicagoland area. They've got the Bay Area um, and a whole bunch of the other ones. Like I know the East Coast has like the Yes Network and uh, like NESN or whatever, but like all of those are going to stay the same, but thinking of having like one to two channels that you're going to counter program against ESPN, which is already in decline even before the pandemic. And then Fox having two channels of their own. And I remember Fox sports one, like the value of that channel was that they had MLB overflow and the rights to NASCAR but I think NASCAR rights got purchased by NBC or CBS or something. Is that right? I thought NASCAR was on Fox, to be honest. Um, NASCAR. I don't know how you'd Google for this. <laughs> how do you, how do you, not who owns NASCAR, but NAS, NASCAR TV rights. Let me see. Come on. Google never fails me. Ah, Wikipedia, NASCAR on television and radio. Um, are one of the most expensive rights of any sport. It's not really a sport with the current con- television contract with Fox Sports and NBC Sports worth around eight billion. Who's paying that much to watch cars go in a circle? Um, NASCAR's like super popular. Is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? Can you name two people other than Dale Earnhardt let's, Jr. and Bubba Watson? Let's. Well, it's, <laughs> you can't. Sorry, I named the Na- two. NASCAR is super popular nationwide. Perhaps not so much in our particular geography. Hmm. Okay. But like, so yeah, so that's now that's split and baseball is waning in popularity. And the only time I've ever turned on FS1 is like the one time that like an NLCS game was parked on that network to try to get people to watch it because the Giants were in the in the running for something. Right. And then I know they have a show with some guy named Skip Shannon or something. And like, I mean, like, I just don't know what Skip Shannon <laughs> is that not a person. You, I think you combine the two people. Oh together. no, it's it's Skip Sh- Bayless, Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp, and Skip Bayless. <laughs> that... I don't even. I don't even think you did that on purpose. I didn't. That's what makes it funny. That, but that was pretty close. I have. I think I've accident. Such an old person thing to do. <laughs> in like three years, I think I have accidentally watched ninety minutes of Undisputed by Skip and Shannon or whatever, whatever this program is, yeah, and it's not good. Three three minutes too too much. Um, because it's basically like watching, like it's just it's the same reason I hate uh, uh what's his name, 
uh, Stephen A. Smith. Like it's just it's the very worst. Sport sports takes in general are the worst. We, we other, could do other a than, whole other, other than Mina Kim's or Mina, Mina Kimes, like she's the only person I ever want to hear talking about sports. Even though she's a Seahawks fan, and I don't know why everybody hates them, but I feel like I should also dislike no, that team. I hate the Seahawks. Why? Because I'm a 49ers fan. The, the Arizona 49ers aren't are also <laughs> not really a going concern. Um. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, so and so yeah, and uh, NBC SN. I mean, meh. I mean, it. It. I guess it's. I. I guess I will say, good for them for cutting their losses and and just parking the content that they have on other broader appeal sport uh cable channels that they own to hopefully um strengthen those and also i very much do not like wrestling but uh one uh highlight of this story is that they're going to use the wwe rights to kind of bolster the content offerings of peacock which makes a lot of sense i mean if, if basically if they're just relying on the office and parks and recreation to get people to download and install peacock then i mean having some type of live sports content makes sense so probably for the best yeah i i guess but it feels like this another beat that we've been on for a while now which is these streaming services are just becoming so confusing to the average consumer well especially because, because oh, sorry go ahead. like i like nobody outside of nerds like you and I are sitting here thinking like, well, NBC Universal owns the rights to The Office, Parks and Rec, and WWE. So Peacock is where you go to get those things. Like, Well, so so that, and I guess that's my point is I was going to think like, again, people don't think of what production companies and rights holder make what, because that would, that like, I, I almost accidentally said that Friends is on Peacock, but no, it's it's on HBO Max because it's owned mo- majoritarily wise by it, uh warner it, it media was, it was produced by warner media yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so that's not even a good um heuristic to try to figure out where stuff actually lives yeah no it's 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 um yeah it, it it's a mess that, that's actually a, a part of the whole over the top streaming service part that i didn't even think about until you know the last six months to a year which is just the way this content's going to get fragmented by production company is gonna be hard for even people like us to keep up with and i mean forget the average tv viewer like there's no way you're gonna know what is on which streaming service well if you have a box like tivo that combines all media into one god those those streaming apps are so bad (laughs) that's the only reason why even though i dislike so much about the apple tv and it's so overpriced and so bad at so much stuff that's the only reason why I want the Apple TV to succeed, just because all the other alternatives are so damn bad. That's, I, that's I ref- the, so like I'm, you know, I I've sung its praises many times on the show. I absolutely love and continue to love our Roku TV, but anytime I go back to the OLED TV with the you know the Apple TV connected to that, and then open Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, it's a lot better on Apple TV. It's the apps are a lot more responsive. The user interface is better. Yeah. Did it, did I already do the PSA that you can turn off autoplay on Netflix on yeah, iOS? Yeah, it, it, 
well, isn't it like a? It's a setting on your account, isn't it? And you it? have to go to it in the browser. You can't. Yeah, say, no, I, I, I did that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who doesn't know that, please do that because that is the one thing of, because everybody knows the thing of like you settle down to you're like eh, I want to watch something on TV and then you don't actually watch anything because you just spend an hour looking at like content thumbnails. But <laughs> again, it's a very Amer- it's a very modern problem, uh, but it is very very true. Um, but you can now turn off those goddamn autoplay videos where it would just start playing a trailer really loud of whatever you let the scroll wheel be on for a minute you can go to netflix.com click on your little profile um and you could turn that off but you have to do it in the browser which is super annoying all right uh super fast so i'm thinking of getting an ipad air i don't know what i'm gonna do tungled for another week um what why (sighs) wait no wait 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 for the new iPad Pros. I don't want an iPad Pro. I don't want to spend a lot of money on an iPad. I don't like iPads. I hate iPads. iPad Airs aren't very cheap, are they? They're, it would be 880 for the one I want. Oh, Jesus. No, wait, wait for the iPad Pro. But I don't want a Pro. I don't like, iPads are bad. All I want, okay. I, I didn't want to talk about this. I've been trying to use my iPad more and I've been trying, and you have an iPad Pro, right? I do. I do should. You? Yeah, man. I you know. I almost sent this to you, but I thought you would just get mad. Probably. The, it's, good. it's a safe bet. Yeah. The the, uh, the, uh, the Magic Keyboard was on sale for like an all time low on Amazon this last week, and it was, I think it was like less than two hundred bucks or something. Isn't it? Next time, send that to me. Yeah. It. It. it it's really good, man. So here's the thing. So one, I've been trying to use my iPad more. I like, I, I hate iPads so much, but I remember there was, I forget what it was, but I needed to take a video conference. And for some reason I didn't want to do it on like my laptop or something. And I, this happens every time I use my iPad, I go open up a browser one and I type in to Google how to split screen iPad. Cause I never, ever, ever remember what stupid gesture you're supposed to do. It's so difficult to get two apps side by side. If you figure out how to do that, let me know. I'll tell you how, because I figured it out after like the fifth time. So you have to have an app open. You have to slowly swipe up to reveal the dock. And then you have to tap and hold an icon and then have it wiggle for a second and then drop it into a half of the screen and then hope that it doesn't become slide over. And sometimes you will get WebEx and Safari to be side by side. Let's slide over. The thing where... Okay. (laughs) But so I was like, okay, let me try to use this because I forgot what the situation was. But then like, I do kind of like the idea of having like a second screen for video conferencing. That's not the computer I'm trying to use where I'm not like just command tabbing back and forth. But I almost always use my iPad in landscape mode. And does the iPad Pro still have the thing where like you look like because the camera's in the wrong spot, you always look, never look like you're looking at the screen if it's in landscape yeah yeah that's so bad because who like i guess who's actually using an ipad in portrait mode like other than using it as an e-reader which the ipad is too big to be an e-reader i can't think of any situation where that's the right one and that's the only time the camera doesn't have you like not looking at the subject so therefore i'm having to apologize in the video conference being like hey i actually am paying attention like, but I just this iPad, like I have to look to the left side where there's no content in order to make it look like I'm paying attention to the screen. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, so I, I kind of, so my iPad Pro, I have the very first one that came out in 2016. It's four years old. It never gets used. I kind of want it to be a living room music controller. Does that make any sense? Shut up. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, sure. <laughs> I want to, because my, here's my problem. I, 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 like many people, I have a fragmented attention and I, and if my phone is nearby, I will waste time on my phone. <laughs> is that like, it, does that make sense? So, I mean, so what are you going to do? You're going to get an iPad and you're just going to install the Sonos I'm, app on it. I'm literally going to only have Sonos pocket casts and Spotify, and I'm going to put screen time on it where I can't do anything else with it so that I could have my phone in the other room and I can just sit and read and not get to a boring part of a book and then just look at fucking Instagram for 45 minutes. All right. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to entirely hate on that. Like, I mean, I think it's a good idea, but the problem is like th- that would be a good use for a four year old iPad, but I don't like iPads enough to want to spend money on an iPad. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, and the iPad Air seems to make sense for that because I don't care about promotion. I don't care about Face ID. Like, all I want is to the point where eventually someday we get to travel again. My iPad was always just a thing I used to play crosswords on a plane and to um, occasionally watch a movie and to look up a video that says, How do you uh, core fennel? when I'm trying to make risotto in the kitchen. Those are the three things I use iPads for. And Why, why are you putting fennel in risotto? Sausage and fennel risotto. Oh, I, I will give you ta- a takeout Tupperware version of my risotto, which is fucking amazing. But is it better than Pico? Uh, you, that specific one, yes. Wow. My risotto is great. It's very labor-intensive, but it's great. Anyway, so I don't know. So I do have, I'm waiting for something to go on because the problem is I get cellular iPads. Yeah. 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 So I would need the 256 because 64 is not enough and cellular, which is 880. And I don't want that. And I don't want to spend money on an iPad, but I really kind of want like a living room, like thing that allows me to control hue lights and play music and do nothing else. Wait, so wait, why, why do you want it to be cellular if you're just using it for that? No, no, my current, I, to replace my current one. Like, I wouldn't be buying the iPad Air for the living room thing. That would be cascading my old four-year-old crappy iPad. Well, but then what are you going to use the iPad Air for? To be the iPad that I use when I want to use an iPad, which is rarely, but I still want, would want to have one. <sighs> I can't help you. I know I can't be helped. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, wait for the iPad Pros. That that'd be the one. But thing it's I'd not say. gonna. But it, that's gonna be more expensive. That doesn't solve any problems. I already fundamentally know that iPads are bad computers, and they're not like it, that's not gonna get it any closer. I, like I don't care what feature it could possibly have. It's not gonna drive down the price of the iPad Air, and the iPad Pro is not gonna be cheaper than the iPad Air, so it doesn't help me. Mm, I don't know. I, I I'd at least wait to see what that is. Yeah. All right. Um, last thing. Sony Alpha One. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear about this. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm bummed because I, I. It's not a camera I want. So, are you familiar with? So you have the A7 III, correct? Correct. Okay. I have the say uh, the A7 R4, 
you're familiar with what the difference between those two, uh, two lines is? You, you explained it to me. It's um, the R is for resolution, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the regular A7, like the Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, they still haven't released the four. That's their kind of just standard full frame. This is the camera that most people should get thing. And then they have the R line, which is mostly the same, but has a much higher resolution sensor where yours is 24 megapixels. The A7R3 was 42. The A7R4 that I have is 61. Um, And then they have the A9 and the A9 II, which are their uh, sports and like super uh, like fast frame rate, like amazing autofocus cameras. So there've been rumors, and I think I, I brought this up on Slack earlier, and you didn't understand, or you kind of were incredulous about what do the Olympics have to do with this, which was a very um, sensible response to have. But there was there've been rumors for a while of the A93 or some new super fancy flagship camera they've been holding on to for the Olympics, which may or may not happen this year again. Um, so they released what that camera is, which people thought were going to be the A93, but it wasn't. It is called the new Sony Alpha One which the exciting features about this not for me but the like the marketing stuff is it is one of the first cameras that supports recording 8k video at like a decent frame rate in this price point it can shoot 30 photos in a second which is crazy um and what was the other part sony alpha a1 Oh yeah, 30, the, the, thirty photos in a second. What? Like, what's the use case for that? Uh, birds in flight and sports. Okay. Where like you just do not have an option of not getting the shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a very very impressive camera. Like so that um, yeah, the thirty frames a second and the eight K is really really impressive. Oh, and the other part is where their fast cameras of the a9 series were previously limited to 24 megapixels just because if you're shooting tons of stuff for um for sports and news because actually one of the interesting parts of watching the 2020 election is watching all the um news journalists and the people following all the candidates like this this generation like 2016 it was all canon uh sony's making like huge inroads in terms of what uh photojournalists are using which is actually kind of fun and interesting but yeah, but so those were previously usually only 24 meg- megapixel sensors for that type of thing. So now this one also combines a pretty high resolution sensor, 50 megapixels, and a new option for lossless RAW, which allows you to have RAW images in smaller file sizes where normally, because of the way photos work, RAW, like uh, twenty, like a, a 24 megapixel RAW image you'd get out of your camera is 24 megabytes, as you'd expect. And on this camera, it'd be 50, but lossless RAW allows you to get it a little bit smaller. Anyway, it's a cool camera. It is not for me because the price is $6,500. A little, little expensive. Uh, for context, your A7 III was... You got it when it was 22 or 2000? Um, I can I can look up my trusty Amazon history here. Uh... Just don't look at the totals. Um, but yeah, so I think I think yours was probably about two when you got it, or you might actually have got I, it on sale for eighteen. I, I I got it on sale for seventeen ninety eight. Nice. Um, and then the A seven R four that I have debuted at thirty five, and I think it's down to like thirty one uh, now. So even though this camera does have some features I would like, as somebody who 
uh, obtains 0% of their income for photography. Uh, yeah, I, I can't do that. Even yeah. though the super fast autofocus and some of the features it has are really cool. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, hoping that some of that uh, trickles down into the uh, regular people cameras sometime soon. But so, uh, so as a, you know, more casual photography fan, I think the coolest thing about this camera is that it has an ethernet port on it. <laughs> Why does it have an ethernet port? So that is where you can basically do an FTP upload of your photos as you go. Like this is a, this is a camera. That's, cool. that's cool. This is a camera that's meant for people who need to take photos and have them like published by a news agency, like within like 15 minutes of taking it. Like that's, there is no, like you hand somebody so, an SD card. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think this one actually has like a straight up, like a full size HDMI port on it too. Like it has, it, does, some, yeah. it has some f- like features that are specifically for sports and news photographers which is why it's not the right camera for me but whatever i've just i've just never like even thought of an ethernet cable sticking out of a camera that's mm-hmm. so cool yeah like for for real-time photography or where there there is no time to that is one of the things about not to bring this down about the uh, insurrection and capital riots is how quickly um like still photographer shooter uh still photography shooters were able to turn around images on that in super high quality, like within like a half hour mm-hmm. of all this stuff happening is uh, impressive, but also depressing, but impressive. What's the, what's the story with like the standalone smartphone thing? That's an option on, on this camera. What's that? It, it, oh, it's I in think, one of the product images. I think that is, well, actually, which, which link are you at? The, the DP review link that you put in the thing. Oh, did I do that? Let's see. It's um, some, something called an Xperia Pro. Yeah, Sony keeps trying to make cameras, and I don't know why they do. It's kind of like NBC Sports Network. They should probably stop. You mean uh, Sony keeps making phones? No, I'm saying, but it's it's much like their sport, like NBCSN, where they should just stop doing it because it's a waste of money. Mm. Because they like they should be content to make fancy mirrorless cameras that are the best in class, but also and then making the sensors that go into iPhones. Like, stop making your own camera. Um. Or making your own phone. But basically, it's allowing you to, because this shoots 8K video and um, mirrorless cameras are frequently used for people trying to like record films now, you can use that as a super high-resolution monitor Got it. for your video, where normally you could get like an HDMI port and have like 480p video or like a really low-quality sample of it. Got it. But yeah, anyway, this is neat. The one feature that, again, like if they just made... An A9 three that was the same as like the A9 two, but with like a 36 megapixel sensor, best in class autofocus, and it was like forty nine hundred dollars. I would get that, but that's not what this is. No. Anyway, cool. Uh, there is also unrelated to this a new uh, 35 millimeter uh, G Master lens that comes out next month. Uh, that is going to be very nice, and I might get that. So we'll see. And what would you use a thirty-five millimeter? No, I wait. I, I have, have a thirty-five that. millimeter lens. Yeah, 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 you've, yeah. you've got their one point eight, which is yeah, yeah. Uh, good for the money. Um, wow, what? It's good for the money. So what? What is it? This one's going to be a thirty-five millimeter one point four, mm. and it's just going to have better what? Like like uh, I think the better, one that you better have, low light. It's slight, slightly. I can't tell if you're trolling me or not. 
No, I'm I'm asking. Well, yeah, that, that's what the the uh, the number means, or the, like the the F yeah. number of of one point, yeah. like one oh one point four is is dramatically better in low light. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but also, like, it's gonna have better weatherproofing and stuff like that. We'll see. Hmm. How's uh, how's baby photography going? It's good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I have not learned the camera in as deep of a way as I would like to, but, um. But it's really good. I mean, it, it takes even someone like me who doesn't really know what they're doing. It it takes phenomenal photos, and yeah. it, it's one of those things. I, I'm pretty sure we've said this on the show before, where you know you're taking a bunch of photos with your iPhone, and you're like, yeah, these look really good, and then but very you, very few of them ever make you say, wow. Yeah, but then you take a picture, like a really nice picture, with the standalone camera, and you go, oh, okay, yeah, no, this is this is way better. Not yeah. to give you more work, but when uh, when the housemate turns one, um, you should consider doing kind of a uh, like a as she grew type uh, thing, of like I, organizing some yeah. of those photos in a nice way. Yeah, that 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 is a good idea. All right, chef specials. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, I've I've got kind of a I don't know a random one this week, I guess. Um, so you know, st- having good snacks at home important mm. during during this time so i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you a link to the amazon page here food off amazon mm-hmm. yeah something that i used to buy at, at costco but now that i'm not really going to costco right now which um, flavor because it defaults one of the apple be- cinnamon it, it it's one of the best parts about these things so these, these are the nature's bakery whole wheat fig bars they come in close to like a dozen different flavors i haven't had a flavor so far that i've disliked so the the pack that you can get at costco comes with fig raspberry and blueberry and those three flavors are really good so then when i saw that amazon sold them i gave apple cinnamon and peach apricot a try Apple cinnamon's fine. It doesn't really have a lot of flavor, which is kind of disappointing. The peach apricot one is excellent. Might be my favorite one. And then they've also got lemon and uh, a seasonal pumpkin one, because of course they do. Um, (laughs) And then they have like a, a brownie one, which actually I don't think that has fig in it i think that's like <laughs> well a, that's their just give me like hey the person who just wants a candy bar basically <laughs> yeah um, respectable but yeah these these things are I, I think this is going like way back on the show but we, we've talked about these little like snack foods that well i mean some of them are like snack foods that market themselves as being healthy but actually aren't oh certainly the, like the, the cliff bar kind of thing mm-hmm. these these are pretty reasonable I, I don't know if i'd go so far to call them like health food but Where's the nutrition facts? It's you know it's two hundred calories. It's like what's what's the added sugar? That's that's where you got to look. I think it, it's less than ten grams. I think. Are these filling? Um, they're so they're really good with an espresso. I can tell you that. And that's mm. that's the that's the context that I I have them in. So I usually have one of these each morning, and yeah, really good, really good pairing with a good cup of espresso. Hmm. And that's where the the apple cinnamon ones, even though they don't have a ton of flavor, 
that actually ends up working in its favor in terms of being an espresso complement where the the peach apricot one that one's got a lot of flavor to it so that one's not as good of like a a coffee pairing but um yeah these things are good hmm i've tempted to try the lemon one but i generally uh, yeah, but i, I would, don't like I've, fig newtons so i feel like i wouldn't like these mm. i you know but fig newtons aren't good so i don't know if that's where i should be judging my taste of figs yeah i i would i'd give these a try these are quite a bit better than a fig newton yeah they're but, but i'd be um, in for 36 of them oh no i can well, do a 12 count pack of one yeah, well, you, you, you drop them off at our house if you don't like them. <laughs> Do I get a money rebate or something? <laughs> All right, we'll see. All right, mine is not a my, mine's a free one, uh, mm. and I feel like you're gonna think I'm insane, and that's okay. Uh, do, I you, do. do you own an Apple Watch? Do I own an Apple Watch? Yes, I own an Apple Watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this for mostly for the listeners. Listener, do you own an Apple Watch? Um, mm. So there's a feature on the Apple Watch. Again, a, a lot of this is I've been trying to fix my broken brain and attention span. Uh, there's a feature on the Apple Watch. Well, actually, to take this back a second, you're, you're a kid who, or you're, you're a person who, as a kid, you had a watch, right? Like a wristwatch? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you know the people who used to have the thing where, like, every hour it would make a little noise? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah. The Apple Watch has a feature, an accessibility feature, which I think is relatively new where you can have the watch give you a little tap um, either every hour or every 15 minutes. Oh. I am going to strongly recommend people give this a try because, and this is not a thing to keep me productive when I'm doing work work because that's like, there are other things that make you have to move on through your day. Uh, But for whenever I have downtime, sometimes um, I will worry about like free time, just like getting away from me. And again, with a housemate, I'm I'm sure that's not much of an issue for you. But uh, I find it very useful. And let me find out what the exact feature is called. But basically, you can make it so that the watch will give you a, a distinct tap every 15 minutes, and then a different kind of tap every time the hour changes. Just so that that way you kind of know, like, oh, yeah, 15 minutes have gone by. I know that sounds really weird and un like not that useful. But I think it's very interesting, and I've really liked it so far. So if you go to the Watch app and then go to Accessibility, it's under Chimes. And assuming you have your watch on silent mode, which it should always be if you're Mm -hmm. a normal person. Whenever I see somebody who has an Apple Watch and it's making noise, I'm like, bro, that's defeating the point. Like, what do you... (laughs) Your phone should be on silent. Nothing should ever make noise. Stop stop making noise. Uh, You turn on the Chimes. You change the schedule to 15 minutes. You can also make it half hours if you want to, but I I'm I prefer the 15. Um, and then, yeah, it'll just give you it's a it's a tap that is distinct from any type of notification, so you will never mistake it for like getting a text message or a notification, which is nice. So I don't know. I I am gonna recommend people give this a shot. It's weird, but kind of kind of cool. <laughs> 